Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask side story. Yeah! <laughs> now with more creepy Ooh. buildings. I love it so much. We already oh, had a creepy goodness. building, though. And Shantax! Oh, I know. Shantax, <laughs> friend. I love Shantax. Anytime we get to ride on a Shantax, it's a good time. Because that's like a common thing that we just do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always riding on a Shantax in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's the only place you find them. <laughs> I suppose to recap here, when last we had left our heroes, the party had gathered together in the ruined temple of Anubis, wherein they had, uh, had battled was... against some denizens of Ling, as well as a high priest not to be described, and some alchemical golems, which mm -hmm. was fun. For flavor. The party then searched around the location, uh, opened up a strange box, which emitted a high-pitched sound that none of you could hear, although Isra could. Isra could. And found it rather unpleasant. And you shortly thereafter learned that something else could hear it, as a, uh, a winged beast had descended down from the moon after you guys had gone out and taken some ling rubies off of some... Uh, and a fork. Yeah, and a fork. And a tuning fork, which I thought was a divining rod. Yep. One tends to resemble the other. I mean, it divines in some way. It divines what plane to go to accurately, and it I guess. tells the Shantak that we're all good. Yep. I think we uh, I think we breezed over it a little bit, and maybe we can go into a little bit more detail, but I'm not sure if we'll have time when the, uh, the upcoming after-party equivalent comes out. But uh, I have run Denizens of Ling for this group previously, yep. uh, and as such, they were not surprised to find rubies, which is the only form of currency that the Denizens <laughs> of yeah, Ling rubies. use. Yep. Mm -hmm. Giant rubies. Mm -hmm. With an appraise check, you can tell that they're different than normal rubies that you yep. find on the material plane. There's something plane. wrong with them. Yep. Yeah, I imagine if they're coming from the Nightmare Realm, they probably like bleed or something. I just want to go to Ulthir. I don't know where this adventure will take us, but I want to go hang out with the cats, okay? I know. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to hang out with the cats? I literally got one in my lap. It's true. Oh, yes. I do love that story, even though that story gets sad halfway through. Well, yeah, it's... we make our own ending, obviously. Well, and again, when the story gets sad, you just stop whenever... You need to. Like you just with do a like Moulin thing. Rouge or Old Yeller, you just stop. Oh, look, and the then end. the bad things don't happen. It's fine. Yes, but the bad people get their comeuppets in that story, like hardcore. So And all the cats get tubby yep. from eating people. Um, no, 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 like no, no, the no. do. So yeah, you guys had continued your own dream quest, however, wherein you had spoken with the Shantak and had uh learned while well, Robert had spoken to the Shantak translated for all of you and you had determined that the Shantak appears to be basically a ferryman taking people from this site here to wherever it is at the base of the mountain that the Haunter of the Dark resides or at the very least the Haunter of the Dark in the form of Samir seems to reside there had been a lot of concern about how you were going to get out of here mm -hmm. although I think we'll you eventually just kind of set that aside to like well you know We'll see how many we'll of us survive. We'll cross that bridge when we then, come yeah. to it, I think, is our general thought <laughs> process on most of this right now. Yeah. It's that suicide run part of uh, Mass Effect 2. It's not a suicide run if all your people live, because I just keep restarting until all my people live. Yep. <laughs> I hope Sagira did everyone's loyalty quests before you decided to make your way. <laughs> 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 it's pretty hard with the, uh, the random Pathfinders that just showed up. I feel up like we're through. in the middle of Falto's uh, quest. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Falto's loyalty mission, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's just called Daddy Issues. I wanted oh. to call this Arc Daddy Issues. Anyway. Yeah. Mass Effect 2, good game. Go play it. It is amazing. Legendary Edition just came out. It's good. Play them all. 
You rode across the uh, the sky on the back of a Shantak over a desolate plain, staring out at these monolithic figures on the edge of the horizon, approaching an impossibly high mountain, wherein upon the pinnacle of which resides the city of unknown Kadath. Decided mm-hmm. not to go there. We'd the, like uh, to keep it unknown. Knowing is a bad thing here. <laughs> Ignorance in this case, case is bliss. Y- yep. Y'all don't want to go say hi to Narlathotep? Not unless I we're playing I'm Mythic. I good. Like... Don't speak his name. We're too close. <laughs> <laughs> out of character. Out of character. Yes. I know, but still puts me on edge. <laughs> That's fair. You landed, ascended up a wide set of steps, which had grown steadily smaller, giving it this odd force perspective. It's like the, you... the Willy Wonka hallway. Yes. You had ascended up the steps before reaching a door wherein you had to speak the command passage, the uh, the words. Yeah, Planchette was a little wary about that. She didn't really want to do it. <laughs> they just put the password on the door. Yep. I mean, it it's was almost hidden, like but it was there. they want you to go inside. Future cultists. Know. I'm ready. But yes, spoke the command statement that mighty is the god whose breath brings death and whose form brings madness. I think my translation, though, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without saying it. Speaking this command word, you had entered into a midnight black hall of which you had made your way down. Making your way down this passage, you had found an entry room wherein there had been a, a small table off towards the side, more or less a, uh, a niche carved into the wall off towards the left, a larger niche carved into the wall off towards the right containing a statue of what appears to be a man in pharaonic garb although whose appearance is horrific once you look up towards his face. And in the far side of the room is a another like niche carved into the wall. And I suppose to begin again, all of you stand crammed, all nine of you counting Isra, <laughs> wedged into a 45 foot long hallway. So taking up the entire length of the hallway as Wolf sticks her head into this room. I can only imagine you guys like Scooby-Doo style where you're all like leaning forward with like one, you know, Mm -hmm. a weapon in one hand, like a hand on the next person's shoulder, like craning your neck to see past. At that point, we'd be laying on each other to stack up (laughs) enough to be able to see things. Yeah, Wolf sticks her head out and then like another head pops over the top and then another one and then another (laughs) one is like three people look into the room. Planchette doesn't try. She's 410. That's fair. (laughs) She's just like, yeah, I'll get there when I get there. Heather. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. And, you know, if you have any sort of trap finding bonus, go ahead and throw that in. (laughs) (laughs) Hint, hint. Cough, cough. 16 plus 12 is 28 plus 4 for half the level is 32. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Wolf, you lean in, you look into this room, see the the shelf carved off towards the left-hand side covered in its assorted accoutrement. Mostly they seem to be some sort of your mind immediately goes to embalming tools, but these look more like flincing knives. Yeah, fun. As your eyes start over towards the right, you see this onyx statue standing there. Your gaze drifts up, taking in the entirety of its form. And as you see the first marks of the disturbing nature of its visage, you immediately drop your gaze. You've determined it is trapped and will trigger if the face is looked at. Can I disable it? You wish to enter the room? Yeah. Well, I mean, we have to, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You make your way in, approach towards the statue. 
Don't look at the statue's face. A trap will trigger. Felmir nods, dropping his gaze. Uh, he chooses to avert your gaze. I'm assuming you do as well. Mm-hmm. Following you in, you make your way forward and approach towards the statue staring down at its onyx. Tiny little toes sticking out of the sandals. Mm-hmm. Everybody else moves forward slightly. Mm-hmm. Any of the rest of you looking into the room? Nope. I don't think not I okay. can because of the okay. light. She said don't look. I'm not looking. Yeah. Also, that. I mean, there's nothing I could do if I did look, so. Uh, Wolf, you can go ahead and make me a disabled device. Either that or Valmir Mine's can. a 15. What's Valmir's? Valmir's disabled device is a 19. So I will aid him. I do not have trap spotter. So he can't <laughs> do it? No, he can't. But he would not have noticed it before it triggered because you see it's triggered on That's why we're a good team. So I aid without rolling. Scara thinks to herself, <laughs> one rogue is enough usually. I mean yeah. I used to travel with a really good rogue, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> she could do both of these things. She could do both of these things. <laughs> I mean, Wolf can do both of these things, but he has the better base disabled device. That's true, but he can't do the other part of his job. Also a rogue not taking uh, who doesn't have trap spotter, that's sad. No, he has a whole lot of other combat-related rogue talents because he's so he lost a that because he's knife rogue. master. Uh, no, well, actually, knife master he lost uh, trap finder, but he yeah. also didn't get. Uh, he took like combat trick and op surprise attack weapon training. Trap spotter yeah. isn't an automatic thing. It's just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It. That's why I was. But I was like, that's always one of those ones I take because I'm like, I want to know if I'm gonna walk into a trap. He also took weapon training for his kookery because they're not innately proficient with them. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so wolf aids. Mm-hmm. With your aid, rolling a four. Oh, That gets wow. him a 25. Uh-huh. Hopefully that's good enough. Which fails, mm-hmm. but does not fail by five or more since oh. he did receive the aid. Oh. <laughs> As he grits his teeth, this is a little tricky not looking at it. He kind of leans up on his tiptoes, tries again. Wolf aids. With your aid and rolling a 16, he gets a 37. There we go. Much better. Much better. There is a odd rush of cool air and then nothing. I think I got it. One way to find out. Wolf will look up. (laughs) The head almost again looks something like a pharaonic crown, except for it is capped with only a single eye, although still the little snake design coming off of the forehead. The mouth is vertical instead of horizontal and filled with teeth and from his crossed arms come out these claws that protrude from the end of bony distended fingers. It's almost like an alien decided to take a pharaoh and turn them into a monster. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Yeah. H.R. Geiger presents Anubis. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. I think we're clear. Belmer says back to the room. Seems to be happening. I walk in and I scan it with my golem bane scarab and any other statue looking things in this room. Uh, it is not a golem. Looking over the room, the walls here are again covered in hieroglyphs, although they're almost impossible to read. That's fine. I don't read. Again, as the <laughs> the light, even from your, your spells, the illumination coming off of your wayfinders and magical items is almost disappears into the blackness of the surrounding stone. To the point that if you wanted to read the hieroglyphs, you'd probably have to do so by hand. Hmm. Approaching towards the far side of the room, you can see that the far alcove contains a vertical shaft descending straight down into the ground. A 
bizarrely and unsettingly hot, moist wind rolls up from this. Yikes. That's like a threat. (laughs) Abyss will glance over it. Can she see the bottom? Uh, Yes, it descends down about 60 feet. It only goes down about 60 feet or so. Only. Still, is there some sort of platform that can come up? It does not appear so. Fair enough. So I'm assuming everyone has entered the room? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Wolf is looking down the hole. Is anyone else looking down the hole as well? I will go near Wolf to also look down the hole. Um, I will sweep the walls and statues and everything with detect magic, just see if there's anything magical, like in the writing or anything. Very well. Planchette? Planchette's going to guard the rear, because this <laughs> is getting very crowded. <laughs> Robert makes his way in, begins looking over these embalming slash butchery implements. Falto makes his way over and just kind of cranes his neck to look down the hole, even though you're positive he can't actually see down it. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from Abyss Isaac, and I'll roll one for Falto. Alrighty. Yeah, not bad. Um, Abyss gets a 15 for a 27. Isaac gets a 10 for a 27. With both of your 27s. Both of you note two things as you look over the edge of this hole. First off, there are signs that something, something wet has been dragged and dropped down this hole Mm. or slithered down it of its own volition. The sides of this hole are uneven. Unlike the rest of this structure, which while it has the Osiriani style is in greater condition than any Osiriani structure that either of you have ever seen, almost as if it is newly built. However, this shaft is oddly uneven, unfinished. And both of you can tell that there are points where claws or talons have dug into the side of this. Oh dear. Something slimy and sharp has made its way down there. Slimy and sharp. Mm-hmm. So we will have an even more difficult time getting down there. Maybe there's a secret door or something. I can't imagine cultists want to slither down there every time. They might be able to fly or levitate or use magic. By the time that they reach this point, they may not be remotely human any longer. Mm. Mm. Robert kind of glances back over towards the hole. Is there any sign of acid damage to the hole? Mm. Not that I can tell. No, it appears to be unfinished, almost as if it were hastily cobbled together, though it seems sturdy enough. It might have been left that way intentionally for the claws to get a better grip. Perhaps. Wolf will reach into her haversack and pull out pittens and rope. The rope's not quite long enough, but... I have another 50 feet. We should go the whole way down in case we need to climb up. Mm-hmm. We could tie our ropes together. Mm. Oh, Wolf's got 10... Or Abyss has 10 pittens and 50 feet of silk rope. I okay. also have 50 feet of silk rope. I don't have any pittens, unfortunately. Uh, does anyone else want to do something while I suppose the two of them are tying their rope together? Uh, are you guys knotting it? Yeah, since we have yeah. extra feet, we can knot it to make it easier for people who can't climb to get down. Well, technically, you would still need to leave the last 10 feet or so unknotted or the first 10 feet. Because mm. knotting it means the rope is half the length. I can cu- I can drop in my uh, 50 <laughs> feet of rope and oh, okay. no problem. Like Everybody's got rope. 
We're adventurers. Okay, as long as we have some rope for if we need it later. Falto's sitting there like, where's Sudi when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start making this giant rope. Yes. All right, I rolled a nat 20, my first roll of the game, so I'm feeling great. I got a t- 33 right. on my perception for secret doors. Okay. No. It seems like once you've reached this point, this is the only way to proceed. Uh, detecting magic, there's no magical auras here that aren't like Ana's. Nope. It's okay. only the magic that you brought here. Oh, Wolfle hammer a pitten into the top, under the floor at the top of the shaft and toss the rope down when it's all knotted up. Well, uh, is playing Chet wanting to do anything in the meantime? I'm not sure there's really anything for her to do if there's no other way down. You want to yeah. gather up those creepy implements? I could do that. That's creepy Very stuff. Well. We could just take their stuff. I mean, F The em. creeping kid. <laughs> That's how I feel. We're stealing all your stuff, even if we don't want it. So, Wolf, you take some time to hammer in a pitten. Um, it actually does take some time. Whatever the stone is, while it looks like it's obsidian or onyx, it is not nearly as breakable as basically volcanic glass. That's probably good. Mm, true. Hammering away at this, you manage to finally wedge it between two of the uh, the flagstones that make up the floor here and the small, almost invisible crack between them. And I'm sure for a moment you considered wrapping it around the statue nearby and just being like, yeah, we'll just toss it over from there, but you're not entirely positive about that statue. Yeah, that's a weird it's statue. Yeah. All right, well, I don't need a light source, so I suppose I'll head down first. Works right me. behind you. All right. Uh, I will start making my way down. We will. I suppose I'll go third then, since I have one of the light sources. So. Yeah. I will well, go Valmir last. Valmir does also. Mm-hmm. Oh, Valmir has a light source. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, he can see check. to snabby. So he can see to stabby death. Segura so volunteers to go last. I'll go in the middle. Yes. Queue up. So how are we getting the cat down? On Segura's back. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna take some time using my own rope to strap her to my back like a little baby backpack, Bjorn. Oh, very well. A kitty Bjorn. Yeah, she wraps her paws around your your neck, kind of crosses her paws over your chest, props her chin up on top of your head. She's done, we, I was about to say she's done. We've done that before, so. Okay. <laughs> At that point, all of you sheath your weapons. Yes, true. And shields and such. Wolf, you sling yourself over the side and begin to descend down. The shaft is, again, slick, uneven. You can see where the claw marks have been gouged into the surrounding walls. Occasionally, all of you, as you descend down following after Wolf, you can see where you're going to guess the less willing participants seem to have scabbard or tried to catch themselves in the fall, judging by the skinned off pieces of flesh and broken fingernails left on the wall. Yikes. Ugh. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. (laughs) Yes, precious. Eventually, Wolf, your feet dangle into thin air, at which point you just hook your ankles around the rope, shimmy your way down. The last 15 feet or so drops into a room. Is anything in here? Yeah. That's moving. As you (laughs) hang here in the air, slowly twisting, jerked back and forth by the, uh, the weight of, you know, nine other or eight other bodies above you. Wait a moment. I'm coming around again. (laughs) (laughs) directly beneath you the floor is covered in what you can only describe as a red paste gross meaty 
you can see that there are hieroglyphs carved onto the floor. These you can actually see in better relief and that these fluids seem to have congealed down into the recesses and then caused the hieroglyphs to show in a relief. Great. On either side of the pit are two symbols akin to a feather. On the far side, you can see what looks to be a massive crocodilian form, its mouth open. Directly beneath that is a set of scales. I was going to say, are there scales? Interesting. Off towards both the right and left, you can see that there are again two small shelves containing what appear to be large vials. Mm. I'll finish shimming down. Reaching the bottom, dropping down. Beyond all of this, you can see that there is a small recessed door off towards one side that stands partially ajar. Mm. A number of obvious, as in you do not need the tracking skill or survival to note obvious, bloodied bear footprints make their way in and out of this door. Nebda, like, really? You got here too? I was just thinking Sakura's uh, going to mutter about the barefoot man again. Um, yeah. I guess Abyss is going to make a stealth check and see what she can see through that door as the others start to make their way down. I get a 29 on my stealth check to creep up quietly to the door and peek through it. Good, make me a perception roll. Oh, I love this little crocodile on the map. Yeah, he's adorable. <laughs> yeah, he's going to eat your heart. I wasn't using it. I only roll a 10, which gets me a 22. You drop down, you slip over, trying to be as stealthy as possible as your boots make this thick, sticking sound as you step through this red morass. You slip your way over towards the door, look inside. Again, it's cracked only open a bit, so you can't see much inside other than to see that there's another room. Maybe larger than this one, it's hard to tell. Cocking your head for a moment, you think you hear a distant crack. The only thing that it can remind you of is the sound that mummies would be would make when they are being broken up to be put in a mortar mm. and pestle to be ground up from a Mia. The abyss will draw her scimitar and wait for the others to finish shimming down the rope. Yeah, assuming I have time once I get to the bottom, I'll draw my bow as well. Yep, oh yeah, out. I assume we all gear back up. Yeah. Wolf turns back around and she's like, I think there's something eating back there. As all of the people drop into the room, I don't think anyone else necessarily being too, well, being somewhat stealthy, but there's that soft shink, shink, shink. Boing, um, shink. <laughs> I start with a 20 stealth, so... Okay, but you also don't really draw a weapon quiet. so much as you already have your crossbow on your back and you can... Yeah. All right. Jean-Louis, what's your stealth modifier? I got a two. You know he's the <laughs> worst one. <laughs> yep. You're always as stealthiest as your least stealthy party member. It's true. And I sorry, I'm I a figured... cleric. I didn't have enough ranks for that. Planchette probably just looks at him and just rolls her eyes. <laughs> like, oh my God. Now, granted, the only reason that... Blanchette is as stealthy as she is is because she has ghosty powers. Yep. Like, she yep. herself is not as stealthy. John louis drops down into the room, kind of shifts his, uh, his dwarven-forged mithril armor around a little bit. Puts on his traps on his, uh, his heavy steel shield. <laughs> yep, looks down, makes a disgusted look, you know, down at his, uh, his boots. Leans over to the, the nearest person. Do you have any idea how expensive these are? <laughs> <laughs> These are real crocodile leather. Oh, there's a crocodile. 
I want to look at the tracks. That's what Segura wants to do. Very well. Jean-Louis? Uh, let's do some detect magic and see if there's magic around. Very well. Abyss? Waiting at the door for the all clear to go through when everybody else finishes their searching. Planchette? Planchette's looking at the hieroglyphs on the floor. Isaac? Um, I'll try to take a peek down the hallway, but I won't shine light down that way, so I don't know how effective this is going to be, but maybe I'll hear something too. Alright, so you want to s- slide over there next to Abyss? Yeah. Robert and Falto step up with Jean-Louis. Valmir slides over to the side, makes a self check. So, Sigara, go ahead and give me a survival check. Go ahead and give me a perception roll for Isaac. Jean-Louis, you do detect magic. You may make a spellcraft check for me. Hey! Second roll of the night's in nat one, I get an 11. I roll a three for a 10 on my spellcraft. Wait, well. uh, I rolled a uh, 10 for a 27 on my perception. Wait, well. And plan check, go ahead and make me a linguistics check. I rolled a 10 for a 22. Okay. So, sorry, Sigur, what was your... 11. Uh, they appear to be human. Okay. Or humanoid at the very least. Five toes, standard, you know, foot shape. Okay, these are standard people prints, y'all. Yeah, unfortunately, with how much traffic there has been through here, you can't determine how many people have come and gone. Mm. You would say a lot. Jean-Louis, looking over the vials here, uh, go ahead and make me... Do you have knowledge, Rakana? I do not. Okay. You can tell that these vials contain some form of magical substance, although what it is, you can't be certain. Uh, They don't appear to be potions. They appear to be ointments. Uh, Unfortunately, identifying the school with detect magic is a knowledge arcana. Ah. Regardless of whether or not you're a cleric, I've always found that odd. Interesting. Well, I have found a couple of, what's are these? Ointments? Mm. Isaac, Mm. what do you make of these? Um, Give me a moment. I'll take a look at it. Planchette, looking over the hieroglyphs on the floor, they seem to be standard prayers to the dead. Looking this over... There's a number of different portions of this, but the clearest that you can read talks about he has eaten the red one. He has swallowed the green one. He feeds on the lungs of the wise. His pleasure is to live on hearts as well as on their magic. He is disguised when his tongue touches the parts which are the red one. He is pleased when their magic is in his belly. The dignity of him shall not be taken from him he has swallowed the wisdom of every god. Lo, their soul is in the belly of him. Their spirits are with him, as the broth of the gods cooked for him from their bones. Ooh, get yourself a nice stew going there, it sounds like. A little god stew. Delicious. Mm. Hmm. Slightly atypical prayers to the dead, but that is what these are. Hmm. Odd, but I'm going to be saying that a lot here. It is uh, off. I don't know much about your uh, beliefs and afterlife, but I do know that uh, this the weighing of heart against the feather. This is like a corrupted version of your afterlife. Mm. More or less. Isaac, uh, what did you make in your perception roll again? 27. You do not hear a bone snapping sound. Okay. You do hear a very distant sound of wet tearing. Something is definitely eating down that way. Hmm. It's unlikely that he'd be alone here. Well, it's time to interrupt dinner. Um, I can take a look at the vials quickly if we want. I don't know if it matters. Robert, having made his way over towards the statue, the open mouth of the crocodile, leans forward for a moment, reaches inside, comes back holding a what appears to be fist-sized hunk of meat. 
Oh. I think we found what happens to the unworthy. Great. The mouth is full of them. Pleasant. I do cast Detect Magic. Um, Very well. 12 for a 28. With a 28, these files are magical in that they are some form of preservative. They also appear to be some form of accelerant in a transmutive matter. Each one of these contains what seems to be a thick yellowish paste that when applied to an individual, it seems to confer some form of lycanthropy. Oh, what? Although of what type you are not certain. This is some sort of transformative ointment. Don't touch it. Well, fair enough. I'm guessing it's bad. Yes, it will turn you into something akin to a werewolf, though not as pleasant as that sounds. Yeah, not gonna mm. mess with those. That's not exactly pleasant anyway. That That's the joke, yes. Ah. This is no time <laughs> for jokes, my friend. These are serious I'm, times. I'm sorry, it's just... Joking is my coping mechanism. It's not great. Stop coping. Stop living. I, but, <laughs> uh, mine too. Are, are we ready? Oh, yeah, nods let's, towards the door. Let's that go does sound appropriate, though. Dealing with the crawling chaos. Hmm. The beasts of the land serve him, so it would make sense these would as well. Abyss will go ahead and nudge the door open since it's partway open anyway. She's not going to like slam it, but you know. Just gently push it open. You don't want to open. Like, open it up and bum rush him? No. I would like to err on the side of caution in this creepy place. I mean, we're carrying around light sources, and if they don't need light, then they're going to see us coming from a mile away. No, that's fine. We'll murder them. Pushing open the door reveals a large chamber. This one partially collapsed. The room itself seems to be mostly empty. A number of jars sit off towards the side, and the entirety of this room where the area has not been cleared in a pathway leading from here to the far side, the far corner of this room, seems to be covered in a thin veil of dust and broken fragments. Judging by their coloration, you're going to say bone, although enough bone to sit about two or three inches deep. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Good. Uh, she'll start making her way into the room. Somebody sucked all the marrow out of those bones. Yikes. Stepping into the chamber, you can see that there's a small alcove, basically an archway uh, leading into a small hallway off towards the side. We quietly search. Yeah. Uh, if you wish to do it quietly, you may take 10 on a stealth check. I get a 17. Sure. I get a 12. You just stand still. Yep. Wolf, I keep saying wolf, Abyss will make her way to the next exit, the one hallway that leads out from here. And keep an eye down that way. Valmir so follows she, you. Falto uh, begins searching as well. Since she doesn't need light, she'll be able to see farther than everybody else, so she might as well stay in front. Uh, Planchette's going to check out the collapse. Okay. And Isaac? Um, you know what? I'll just... Um, yeah, I'll take 10 on a stealth and try to look around too. I only get a 14 taking 10, but... Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll whisper off a detect magic, because that seems to just be my thing. There does not appear to be anything magical in here. Sweet. Uh, everyone that wishes to may make a perception roll. Uh, Sagira, if you'd like, you can make a survival check instead. Uh, perception's actually better. Um, I roll an 8 for a 21. 10 for a 23. I rolled another 10 for a 27. This is just Ross is going to take 10 on all his dice today. <laughs> Fun. Fair enough. Uh, searching through the bone dust here. Yeah, there's... These bones have been broken down to the point that they're not even recognizable as to what bones they were previously. Oh, dear. There are obvious teeth marks on many of these. 
Although Great. not humanoid teeth. They just appear to be something closer to the sharper teeth of predators, big cats, dogs, crocodiles. At Planchette looking over the collapse, you can tell that this is probably from some time back. You don't see anything of note from the collapse, other than the fact that you don't see any tool marks or damage or anything on this side. It almost seems like it collapsed from something beyond the wall. Mm. Like something big running into it? Possibly. <laughs> For example, you know. Like a slimy crocodile? <laughs> For example. Nope, I don't see anything here. And yeah, I'm sure walking around and uh, breathing in all of this bone dust is probably not very healthy for us. Mm. Falto shrugs. <laughs> I think we left healthy behind when we came to the uh, nightmare realm of Ling, was it? Well, yes, <laughs> but I would like it, if I'm going to have to die, I would like it to be a more dramatic death than choked on bone dust. I mean, that's fair. Fun fact, have you ever had Jello? <laughs> Jello tin? No. What's no. Jello? Is that uh, some sort of Galton thing? It is a Galton thing. It's a rare delicacy and it's made from bone dust. I'm confused hmm. about this galt place. You eat bone dust? Well, you put other things in it. But it makes a um, kind of soft, squishy food. There's stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and segue. <laughs> Thank God. Let's go. <laughs> Places outside of Syrian are weird. Yeah. <laughs> the first jello Flavored was made from dust. the remains of a, of a uh, gelatinous cube. Mm. Little piece. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> it's spicy jello, though. <laughs> Too spicy. Oh, the little bit of acid. It gives you Makes a little bit spicy. of acidy oh, spice. <laughs> and realize we walked into uh, Breath of the Wild now. <laughs> it's now dubious food. Yeah, eating gelatinous cubes would be pretty dubious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you make your way forward and descend down the stairs. Exiting out of the bottom of the steps, you step into a large crypt. Abyss taking point. As you exit from here, you can see that there are standing sarcophagi against the surrounding walls mm. and numerous carved markings above them. The sarcophagi stand open, their lids propped up against the wall next to them. Oddly, they're covered in this film of blood and yellow mud. And judging by the damage to the insides of them, it looks like something clawed its way literally out of each of these. Like the yellow gross stuff we found that turns people into like lycanthropes? Maybe. That kind of yellow mud? It's possible. Mm. You have enough time to take this in. Uh-oh. Oh, great. They're going to be alligator werewolves. Were Before were you see two figures on both your right and left as the stairs exit out into the center of this room, although the high walls blocked your vision until you stepped fully out and into the room itself. Each of these creatures stands a little shorter than a man. They have these semi-canid humanoid faces, protuberant jaws and teeth, this almost reptilian appearance to their rancid green flesh and hoof-like feet, and yet their eyes sparkle with this gleam of intelligence. They pause, one of them literally halfway through a femur, its long tongue sliding out from licking the marrow from the inside of this bone. It cocks its head. Your dead be against you. The second one continues. What you will do will be against you. A third voice chimes in. Serpent. He who is in his hole. They wait for a long moment. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> you got to give the passphrase, the response to the I suppose call. you kind of look back up the stairs. Has everyone up there just heard someone speaking in ancient Osiriani? <laughs> I figure planchette goes, Mighty is the god whose breath brings death and whose form brings madness. <laughs> A fourth voice Uh-oh. clicks out as the other three look back. Adversaries. Oops. There is a screech. Uh, uh oh. And I will need initiative from the party. <laughs> oh no! We should have studied up their secret code book. Segura is not Too ready. Too bad the denizens didn't just have that on them. As I say, have we had a chance to study a secret no, code book? No, we haven't. There was like, hold this like inevitable. Hold out the hold fork. Hold up the fork. <laughs> I need to. I needed to drink more Ovaltine in order to get the ring. I'm sorry. It's my fault. No. <laughs> you didn't have the fancy Dakota ring. I know. You didn't send in enough box tops. Uh, Man, that's a dated reference. I know, right? <laughs> Such a dated reference. I had a reference. friend when I was a little girl who had Ovaltine in her house. We never had that in my house. We did like Nesquik. Mm. Ovaltine is weird. It is kind of weird. Because it's like chocolate milk, but not. Yeah. Basically, yes. It both is and it isn't. It is Schro- Schrodinger's milk. Mm-hmm. How have we found ourselves once again in a line? Because in everything in this place is a line, and there's 20,000 of us. Yeah. Lovely. Somebody, Somebody cast mirror image a few us. times, and then we'll be really having a party. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You makes you feel any better. I'm not even on the same floor y'all are. That's true. That's true. You don't even get to see the rest of the party. Yeah, I have no idea what's even going on. I'm just hearing voices from downstairs. Like, okay. Yeah, I just heard Ancient Osiriani, and it sounded riddle-like, so I just called out what I thought was the answer. <laughs> I'm glad you said something, because Abyss was this close to just going Narlathotep. <laughs> no! 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 Bad. That would have been a, Bad a terrible idea. We would have reached around... Uh, snakelet and bopped you. <laughs> I would have reached through the internet and just been like, why? Wait, wait, wait. No. Hoster is the answer to this question. No. Say it three times. No. You know what? That might be weird. Would they get into a fight if they were both in the same place? They don't always like each other. We're, you know, we're bringing our creepy old god. Okay, I want... Yeah. It's just like, okay, this is like one of those Godzilla movies. It's Hoster versus Nar- Narlathotep. Like, oh, man. Let them fight. <laughs> let them And we run away. These uh these creatures, their description reminds me vaguely of um, the Gorn from Star Trek. Yes, that is exactly what they look like. Bum, 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 they have a bum, vulnerability, bum, but bum, only bum, to a double bum, hand chop. Or if you can somehow make a rudimentary cannon out of a variety of different <laughs> alchemical substances and diamonds. Quick, somebody summon Captain Kirk. I think I still have a fuse grenade. Yes. Now's the time. Is this the time? I don't know. We gate in Captain Kirk. Yes. A special crossover episode on our side story. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. All right. Go down this freaking list. Segura. Segura rolled a two for a four. Israel rolled a seven for a 12. I'm assuming Israel's under the guard command for you. She is under defend. Okay. Jean Luis. Jean Luis rolled a 17 for a 19. Nice. Abyss. Abyss rolled an 18 for a 24. Very well. Planchette. Planchette rolled a 15 for an 18. Isaac Bishop. I rolled an 11 for a 16. No, sorry, 17. I forgot to add a thing. Math. I was expecting at least one roll off, but it didn't happen. Huh. Sweet. Combat begins. Abyss, you have first initiative. Abyss will nod at Valmir and then dart around the stairs to the right. Yeah. 
And then she'll dart around behind one of these things, even though there's two of them on the side. Can Very I make well. a knowledge check? What the heck are these things? Uh, you may, but it's going to use its combat reflexes to make an attack of opportunity as you move past it. Rude. Whoa. Uh, it does lash out trying to bite onto you with a 21. No, that'll miss. You slide across the thin veneer bone dust across the floor, hopping up opposite of it as it turns around, spits a kneecap in your face. Ew, I don't like, I don't want a patella. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Patellas are pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be like. Their mouths are pretty big. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm imagining they have big mouths. I'll I'll go ahead and show you guys because you'll see them in a second. I'm imagining a Goomba from like the old Mario movie. Oh, the Mario movie. Like that's (laughs) what I'm picturing because they're just ridiculous. Yeah, no. no. More like that. They, they look, look kind of like, like the comic green goblins. They look like Morlocks. Yeah. They look like zombie gorns. Like from, from the old movies. Yeah, they got zombie a bat gorns. nose thing happening. Yeah, really. yeah. Uh, Wolf, you may make an old religion if you so wish. <gasps> knowledge religion? Religion. Oh, I, I don't know goodness, what that is. Something I'm good at. Sigura's right. so happy in her heart. I'll swing at it. Uh, I roll a 16 for a 31. A 31 will strike your target as you spin around past it and lash out with your blade. Is it flat-footed? It is, in fact, flat-footed. That was a bad roll. I only do uh, 13 points of damage because apparently I'm going to roll ones and twos. Ouch. Still, you dive forward, ramming your blade into what you hope is something vital on this thing as you slice into it. The creature turns, staring at you curiously. Almost most disturbing in the fact that it is so disjointed with what you see is that wonderfully sweet smell that comes off of these. Like Mm. incense and cinnamon. Been eaten up on a whole bunch of mummies. Mm. Yikes. From Abyss, we go to Falto. Oh, sounds like things went badly. Falto hops forward. Sorry, excuse me, Isra. Excuse me, Segura. Excuse me, Valmir. <laughs> Begins kind of shuffling his way down the stairs before he springs out with a ha-ha, sliding into the room, flourishing his rapier. <laughs> Go left, please. Flanking left. He then turns and springs around the corner, dives to the attack. A 26 will strike his target as he lunges forward. Nice. Swashbuckling. Swashbuckling as he dives to the fore, lashes out, and stabs home for 14 points of damage as his rapier slices into the thing. Huh. All right, I think these are in the uh, already dead category. Yes! <laughs> you hear from down the stairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jean-Louis Rousseau. Okie dokie. Uh, Jean-Louis is going to move past, uh, basically getting out behind Falto. Uh, okay. I will make a knowledge religion to try to identify what these are. Not in the cards. I roll a two for a 14. No. Wow. You can tell that there's some form of undead. Or at the very least, the fact that Falto has his rapier sticking straight through this thing's left lung and out its back, and it seems to have paid it no mind. Okay. Kind of implies Dokey. that it's already dead. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Are you the right spell? You are the right spell. Um... All right, so I will cast a Searing Light at the one that's in the back as Falto's engaging the first one. I'll fire at the one in the back. All right. Pew-pew. Um, this is an undead creature. It is, in fact. All right, I will attempt to hit it first. You call upon the power of Abadar. Raise up your key. I imagine right, point that... the, the key at it like you're opening a door as a beam shoots out of the... Uh, well, my holy symbol's key. on my... Uh, um, 
your cassock. My cassock. So I imagine he oh, touches well. the cassock and then like points out. You do like a flourish. <laughs> yeah. Again, I still picture you as the weird little French boy from My Hero Academia. Yeah, you shoot your oh, belly, laser? You shoot your belly button laser at him. That's just what I imagine, and it just makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. Especially because I'm, I'm shooting a little that. beam now. I was going to go for more of an Iron Man chest laser, but that works. I mean, that was kind of what I was thinking too, but, you know, I could go for a laser. <laughs> belly button laser's fine. Oh, my tummy. <laughs> If you haven't watched My Hero Academia, everybody should watch that. Um, the show's amazing. All right, John Lewis, what'd you roll? So anyway, that is a 14 for a 22 to his touch AC. That will hit your target's touch AC. Yay. He is also flat-footed. He Woo. is undead, uh, which means that this is a D6 of damage per caster level. Woo. He is not particularly vulnerable to light. I didn't figure he was. That would have been just too good. He's also half vampire. Somehow. Wow, that was a trash roll. The first five dice are ones and twos. Ouch. Mm. Gonna be one of those fights, huh? Apparently. Okay, did better on the second one. 22 points of damage. A solid hit as the blast sears into the stomach of this thing and bursts out the other side. I think you are right. I think they are undead, but I've never seen them before. Good luck. From Jean-Louis, we go to Planchette. Spolto, like, plants his boot on this guy and, like, kicks him off. Okay, well, Planchette will start moving in. Okay. Ahead of you is Isra, ahead of Isra is Sagira, ahead of Sagira is Valmir. Um, I'm going to wait until this hallway clears out, <laughs> but I am going to ready that if I do see a reptilian enemy come by my vision, that I will shoot it. Okay. <laughs> that way I'm not just standing there. Yep. A friendly lizard skitters by, and you're like, oh, God. Again, I'm just <laughs> going to picture them as Goombas. It'll make me happy. Fair enough. <laughs> Isaac Bishop. I suppose I'll start going down the stairs as well, passing Robert. Sorry. All right. Neat. All right. Um, and this little, like, log jam on the stairs. 15 feet. So... <sighs> I will double move to the bottom of the stairs and stand over by uh, Jean-Louis... So I have better Very sight well. on several of the creatures. Yep. So you spring out, turn around, see these horrific green monstrosities. Oh, dear. These are, uh, what the f*** are these? I have no idea. All right. says with the flourish. I will shoot them next turn. That's my John turn. John Luis is also often one for great planning. <laughs> shoot them. That brings us to the monsters. Hmm. Uh-oh. The first one turns and full out attacks Abyss. I mean, rude. (laughs) That's a 20. Nope. Followed by a 26. Yep. Followed by a natural one. Nope. One claw slices into you, scoring across your side for nine points of damage. I will need a fortitude save. Ooh. Uh oh. Doesn't happen to be a death effect, does it? Nope. You wish. That's okay. Roll a 19 for a 29. Okay. This slices across your side. There's a moment of searing pain and then numbness before you feel this spasmodic sensation stream down your right side as your right leg almost locks into place before you stumble free. Great. The next one takes a five foot step into the flank. I almost think these were ghouls, but. Mm, Probably. Lunges to the attack. God, natural one. 
Why do I roll this dice? I feel this dice rolls disproportionate number of natural ones. Good. That's just Falto's I'm luck infusing the try dice. Try and feel bad about that. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh 35. wait, you're rolling for Falto? No. No, rolling for the oh. one that's attacking Falto. Yeah, the 35 will hit me. It's gonna be a hit. Oh, there's four of them. I can't there's see a lot the of them. Of the map. And you're not immune to flank, are you? I'm not as familiar with the Slayer as I used to be. No, I don't have uncanny dodge. Okay, claws into you for 15 points of damage as the claws dig into your side and begin to scab around trying to find your liver. That's mine. You can't have it. The other claw lashes out at you. Uh, Plus two for flank gives us a 25. On the nose. Mm. Striking home, dealing a total of 15 points of damage as its other claw digs into your side. It then deals an additional 11 points of damage as it rends. Ah. Ripping in either oh. direction as blood splatters free. You might have to go run over there. Mm-hmm. Ouch. The next one turns his attention to Falto. It dives through the attack. Falto will parry. Let's see what he's got to parry against first. That is a very high roll. Mm. Falto counters that 29 with a 29. Hey! <laughs> as the thing lunges forward, Falto shoves the basket of his rapier into its mouth. Jeez. Pushes it back free and will go ahead and repost or reposit or repose. Repost. Repost, reblog, revine, retweet. <laughs> Ask your, yes, please your, your local Frenchman how to actually say that word. I always thought it was repose, but. Uh-huh. I tend to think so. Somebody on the message board said repost. Apparently, if you Google it and hit the little play button, it's repost. Hmm. Yeah. Falto counters that attack, stabbing back out with a 30, which will strike his target. Yeah, Ow. get him. Somewhere in the far distant lands, Citra is smiling, and she doesn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stabs this thing for 15 more points of damage as he rams his blade into it. My boyfriend could beat up your elder god. I <laughs> <laughs> need that shirt. on a shirt for Citra. <laughs> My boyfriend can beat up your elder god. <laughs> <laughs> The thing then continues its attack, lunging forward, missing Falto with a 23, mm. hitting Falto with a 32, <sighs> digging his claws in for 11 points of damage on the swashbuckler. Ew. That hurts. And Falto will then need to make me a fortitude save. Mm. Getting a 25. Sounds good. Which succeeds. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope it succeeds. <laughs> The next of the creatures. Uh, hmm. There's so many of them. The next of the creatures will attempt to acrobatics past Falta. <laughs> they hate priests. Yep. That makes sense. But it sucks. A 25 will not be Falto's CMD. Yay! As Falto takes the attack of opportunity as it moves past. Ramming his blade home for an additional. That was a good hit. 17 points of damage to this next one. Ow! The thing stumbles before lunging past Falto and diving to bite as Jean-Louis. Uh-oh. Probably with a 33. Well, yeah. Definitely. Mm. Good lord. Dice are all over the place. Uh, biting hold for 11 points of damage. I will need two fortitude saves. Oh, because you got bit. What could I do? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you got bit. <laughs> you got bit, <laughs> double, double, double fort. <laughs> double fort. 12 for a 22. All right. And a 19 for a 29. Oh, sounds good. 
You stumble back free, feeling this odd, again, numbing and spasmodic sensation as if every single muscle in your arm cramps simultaneously. You might not have ghoul fever. You stumble back free, shaking your arm, I don't want staring at its rancid things. maw and hoping that, yeah, you don't know what these things could carry. Mummy rot. They carry mummy <laughs> rot. <laughs> They've eaten so many mummies that they just sort of inherited it. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> From the top of the stairs, all of you here. I don't know what we're fighting, but fight on. Dad! <laughs> Thanks, Dad! <laughs> Everyone gains a plus three bonus on attack and damage rolls. Yay! Excellent. I'll take hashtag dad bard. Robert, the motivational speaker. <laughs> Good job, kids. Good job. You finish the fight, he walks out with a whole bunch of like orange slices. Oh, man. Yes. I don't want we're orange not slices. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Robert is also not going to step into the crowded thing just so that he doesn't block Planchette's shot. And mm. uh, if they are dead, much as everyone's already implying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, move action maybe. activate that. Yeah. yeah, he's not a dirge bard, I don't think. Actually, he does have enough movement to get down and into the room. So he won't mm. be blocking the stairs. He'll, he will. He rushes forward, leaps into the room, drawing his rapier and spinning it as he does so with a flourish similar to that of Fultus. Hmm. How is that genetic? It's just this. <laughs> I just I imagine that there's like, you know, one elven fencing instructor at like the Pathfinder Society that's been teaching mm. every single Pathfinder to fight with the exact same fencing style for 300 years. And once you <laughs> learn that guy's style, you can defeat all the Pathfinders. <laughs> <laughs> that's their secret. It's their only weakness. <laughs> From Robert, Isra, uh, I suppose lets out a roar. Yeah. Gets ready for uh, Sagira. Yeah, because there's nothing really attacking Sagira currently. Nope. That brings us to Valmir, who launches himself into the room. Go get your girlfriend, sees Abyss, man. Lunges into the flank. Nice. Spins his blade and dives to the four. Plus two for flanking gets him a 25, which will strike his target. So that is... It's... Four points of damage from his rapier and then, or from his Me. rapier, from his kukri and then sneak attack. Jesus, there is a number higher than two on this, right? Mm -mm. God, it's one of those days. Mm. There it is. Still only manages 13 points of damage with the sneak attack. Plus three because of Robert. Yay, Robert. So still a solid stab as he rams his blade into this thing and wrenches it back free. Yay. We might need to do this shoulder to shoulder. Maybe. Valmir looks over towards Abyss, bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sagira. Hey, I have a turn now. That's exciting. <laughs> it's not my fault you rolled so low. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Sagira kind of circles, like, out and wide and back to stand next to the priest. And in front of the ghoul, can I, or the creature, can I see if I can figure out what the creature is? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and make me an ultra religion. Start murdering it. Well, I'm going to, but we haven't successfully identified anything about it at this point. It's true. True. I got a 17 because I rolled a six. Ouch. You think it's dead? Well, good. I'm going to stab it because I'm really good at killing undead things. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> -ha. Very nice. Um, God, okay, math. The thing with high level play is math is like a whole deal. With all of my bonuses, I roll a 15 on the die and get a 43 to hit it. A 43 will <laughs> strike your target. Full base attack. With a plus two Kopesh. You spin around the corner, lunge to the attack. 
Your Kopesh swooping through the air. I haven't had to say Kopesh a lot in a long time. Mm. I roll a six on the die for 20 points of damage. Ouch. A solid blow as you slice into the burned creature. It hisses and bares its fangs. And then I tell uh, Isra to go defend uh, Abyss. Very well. So Isra re-enters the initiative after you. Yeah. Um, yeah, if she's moving to defend Abyss, she's just going to have to eat the attack of opportunity. Well, this one already got an attack. Oh, wait, I guess they went. Yeah, no, they've, they've all already gone. Uh, what is Isra's movement speed? 50. Okay, so go ahead and make an acrobatics check to see if Isra can spring tumbling past that one. She rolls awful. Uh, she rolls a four for a nine. A nine will not succeed. It lashes out with a 19. That does not hit. Slight as the panther slides underneath this, springs up next to uh, Abyss. I imagine kind of starts before Israel launches herself forward. Yep, fighting time. <laughs> Include cat roar here. There'll be a cat roar in the actual episode. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone was waiting for a moment. I roll a 16 to get a 31 to hit the undead creature. A 31 will hit the monstrosity. Yeah. Uh, minimum damage, which is 10. Still a solid hit. It's not about the damage. It's about sending a message. An Isra message. Ha! So. <laughs> she tries right. to trip. Uh, she gets a 26. Uh, 26 does not succeed as Isra chomps onto this thing, tries to rend it to the ground, can't before letting out a roar and continuing to batter it. She tries. Abyss probably a little surprised as Isra kind of positions herself shimming to the side between her and this thing. Speaking of, Abyss. Good kitty. <laughs> I swing. She purrs. I roll a 16 and I forgot my study target automatically comes into effect when I sneak attack something. So you've already studied at this point then. I roll a 16, which is a threat, plus my 15 is a 31, plus the flank is a 33, plus Robert is a 35. 36. 36, plus my study target is a 38. 38 will strike your target as you swing <laughs> to the attack. That is a, a hit threat there, that was just confirm. <laughs> I roll an 18 to confirm the critical, so... To be fair, we some of this we just do for the audience's enjoyment. Yeah. I guess like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The audience the enjoys math. That's why they tune in every We're just really week. good at murdering undead things. I rolled an 18, so it's too higher than my initial to hit. Very well, that will so. confirm your critical hit as you bring your blade to bear. Then uh, 36 damage total. Nice. Nice. A hit. solid hit as you bury your blade into the back of this thing. It is still going as you wrench the weapon back free. All right. Well, a second attack is a, I roll 12, so 22, plus the flank is 24, plus Robert is 27. Robert plus winks from the side. Steady target <laughs> is 29 to hit, and that's not a threat. A 29 will strike a target. So 31 damage. Another solid blow as you wrench your weapon free, spin it back around and thunk it into the side of this. It is still standing as you wrench your weapon back free. Dear God. Yeah, I, I don't have anywhere to go, so I'm gonna stay where I am. Oh, you can take a five foot step. Valmir is literally just yelling at you, get out of there. <laughs> I mean, the only place I could go is put my back against the stairs. But you wouldn't be flanked there. Yeah, I suppose she'll shove her back up against the stairs. Very well. And there we go to Falto, who grits his teeth. Double check the wording on this. 
If I die, I might take them with me. I do explode. That is true. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about you. Isn't it a necrotic <laughs> burst, though? Wouldn't that hit don't. Him? No, don't, I think it... Please don't die on my kitty. I don't think it's a necrobatic burst. If you're going to die, take a five foot set of Nobody's away dying. The you have a cleric in the party. <laughs> is there a healer in the you house? Think, do you think so little of my abilities? Well, you're not on that side. You're my over here. avatar given abilities? I'm sure they're perfectly adequate and civilized. <laughs> perfectly balanced as all it's things just should as, be. It's uh, its body combusts in a flash of searing light. <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. I love it. Light damage. There's something lovely about that. Race dead still works. My um, body is just charged beyond recognition. Am I, even, am I even at the level where I could raise you? Yes, we're ninth level. You should have fifth level spells. I do have fifth level spells. Okay, I didn't yes. know what level that was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I as long as you. you've only been taking levels of cleric, I don't know if you multi. I mean, I've been taking hundred percent levels of. I cleric, have five. So. I have right. nine different classes. I have taken <laughs> with level of each. I am the ultimate jack of all trades. That brings us to Falto. Uh, Falto spins his blade and dives to the attack. Striking out with a 33, which is a hit threat. Nice. Uh, he'll go ahead and stab at the one that he and Sagira are both fighting, because that one's more injured. Yeah, that seems like the smart plan. As a swift action, he'll go ahead and spin a panache point to double his precise strike damage. Cool. Panache. Rolls to confirm, getting a 26, 28 because of his father's performance, which will confirm his critical hit. Hey! Good shot, son. Well done. So, <laughs> and since he spent the panache, that's going to be... Plus, Jesus, math. It's a lot now for me. Good. Suffer along with us, Rick. He has so many characters to play. I know. Oh, that makes he it a little easier. He did it to himself, then. too. Yeah. Rick doesn't suffer from math. That's still 39 points of damage as he ramps his Jeez. blade home and wrenches it back free. Nice. Ooh. Jeez. The thing still standing as he pulls his weapon free. Huh. All right. These are hardy. Yeah, things. Yeah. He stabs it again. Hardy's word for it. He spins, thrusts his blade ahead again. You have 15 for a plus for that. 35, which will Jeez. hit threat again. Thrust nice. since it is a keen rapier. Flounce and thrust. Confirming <laughs> with a 38 as he rams his blade home again. Nice. Very nice. All right. Well, Falto's also cutting Again, it up, Falto's so. kind of a bad. You basically have two people cutting into these things on the left and right flank. The problem is these seem to be made of hit points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots and lots of hit points. So that's 24 points of damage as the thing wavers but still stands as Falto rips his sword free again. Oh, wow. Dear. Yikes. Ah, this, huh. They're very hardy. Okay, well, I, I left some for you, Sagira. He smiles, springing back. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Jean-Louis Rousseau. Okay, uh, so this middle area where the stairs were, can I see over that? Like, or is that like a solid wall? It's a solid wall on either side of the stairs. Ah, crud. You're okay. gonna have to move, move. Because I need to channel, so I'm gonna unfortunately have to risk it to be able to channel to get, I, I assume to channel to get to uh, Abyss. Yeah, Abyss is looking rough. So you're gonna provoke from this guy? <sighs> I don't want to, but yes, I will provoke from this guy. All right. He lashes out with a claw as you move. Actually, he'll bite out at you as you move. Of course he will. Mm. Clerics taste good. Might have been a mistake. 24. Nope, that's on the nose. Ah. Dang. I thought yes. that was going to be a mistake because his bite is actually lower than his claws. But As an immediate action, Sagira slashes out at this ghoul with vengeance strike. Hey, okay. I helped. 
But I think they get to con- like finish their attack first. They do the damage first, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that is nine points of damage, and I'll need two fortitude saves. Okay. I'm only at half health. I'm fine. <laughs> you can target yourself in the in the channel. Calm down. Calm yeah. down. All right. That is a 19 for a 29. Don't tell your dice okay. to calm down. That's good. Let them be spicy. And uh, 14 for a 24. That's really good. Yeah, you feel well, this. It was more that it bounced out and like almost went on the ground. Ah. I was like, no. Yep, you turn to move. The thing lashes out, chomps onto your forearm. For a moment, your fist clenches so tight onto your weapon that you can feel your like knuckles bruising from the uh, the impact mm. as they thunk into the back of your gauntlet. You still manage to stumble free, shake your arm enough so that you can actually move it to reach up to your holy symbol. Immediate action, and Sagira says, uh-uh, big mistake, and slashes down at this uh, creature. I roll a 15 on the die, which gets me a 39. 39 will strike your target. Good job. Good teamwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, another <laughs> 20 points of damage. Very well. Uh, so, yep, there's a solid swing from Sagira as it slices clear through this thing's neck. Nice. nice. John louis you retreat away, feeling that spasm as you look down and see its head still attached to your arm as you fire. <laughs> <and shake laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, oh. buddy. Disgusting. Just shake it off. It should come off. You stumble back behind Robert and next to Isaac, seeing what's going on on the far side of the room. Uh, which you've been yes, kind of blind and seeing to up that, this point. I am now in range of everybody. I will channel. All right. Hey, so, I was a little no, hurt. That's nice. I was like, I, I think pretty much everybody's a little hurt, so channeling is happening. Yep. Technically, Planchette is out of that range. Yeah, as I Planchette oh, hasn't been You're able to get in the room right? yet. And here that's I thought I rolled fine. a good initiative. <laughs> well, you didn't you get did. down in there. Really? Which is probably good because they tried to eat you. All right, 21 to everybody. Excellent. Everyone heals up for 21 points, bringing Falto back up to full. Me too. I'm only down two. Wolf's at about half, so she's better. Well, I'm wor- I'm, I cannot get to you, so you get what you get. Better than it's nothing. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Stop dying. <laughs> okay, sure. You, stop you it. Cowards. <laughs> that brings us to Planchette. All right, Planchette is going to move down to the bottom of the stairs. I can now see two of these nasty weirdos. Well, then I am going to shoot at, um, I don't know, is there any way I can tell like which one looks more hurt? The one down here hasn't really been hit. The one in front of Falto just has the one hole in its chest. The one in front of Valmir that Wolf was attacking has been stabbed four times and bitten once, I believe. Okay, yes. I'm gonna go for the one uh, that is attacking Valmir and Abyss. Okay. I'm gonna use my surprise strike. All right. Surprise. Uh, surprise. It's so surprising. Yeah. Uh, I didn't right. see the second one coming for sure. <laughs> it's more like they're like, okay, the first guy, eh, three people, four. All right. That's reasonable. Six. That's a bit much. Eight. Uh, that's getting extreme. The ninth person that runs out of that stairway. They're like, what the heck is <laughs> going like, on? We have gravely miscalculated the numbers. <laughs> How are there of so many? <laughs> it's an invasion. They're invading. I didn't, I didn't realize you rode in on the Shantec clown car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I was about to say that. <laughs> yes. Great minds, Well Ross. done, Rick. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 16, which gets me a 29, and since he's within 30 feet, uh, that is a 30. That will strike your target. Don't forget your plus three, four. That's with the plus inspired. three. Or, yeah, I guess that's he's not seeing. That's the thing. Yeah, inspired. Encouragement. Plus encouragement. my d6 of fire, mm-hmm. plus my three d6 extra. Parental yes, it's more. It's more encourage courage. Mm. So I shoot the... A uh, gross femur-eating creature uh, for 24 points of damage. Very well. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 
plus Robert's bonus. So Sorry. that's plus so you 27 points. No, I don't. Your bolt sinks home into its eye as the thing topples back, hitting the ground, spasming before falling still. Nice. Woo. Woo. Isaac Bishop. All right. I will take Your a five-foot step onto the side with fewer people, um, as only Falto and Sagira are currently facing down one of these things. Very well. And uh, from there, I will launch a barrage using rapid shot. Um, All right. I like the archer banter in the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Must really suck to be one of those frontline people to get stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I've actually been at full health this whole time. I mean, it, was, it yeah. felt pleasant to be in the positive energy burst, I guess. But you know. Planchette was up on the stairs just hearing like all the fight going on. Oh, that sounds real bad. <laughs> I'll sweep in at the last second and steal this kill. <laughs> I'm, I'm the finisher. I just come in and I clean up everything after do, they've do, done do, the bulk do, of the do, damage. Do, I clean up. Um, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> My first shot is only a total of a 19. I rolled a two, so... A 19, unfortunately, will not strike your target. Sad. Um, let's see here. So my next shot um, is a total of a 24, rolling a 12. A 24 will not strike your target. Oh, Ooh. God. As your second That's arrow whistles in. Okay. I don't think you guys have realized how well you have been rolling so far. <laughs> Well, we did not fully pre- we did not appreciate it because there were just too many crits. My uh, last shot then was a 19, um, which brings me up to a 36. A 36, however, will strike your target. Nice. <laughs> Very well. Uh, for maximum damage, so 16 damage on the shot. A solid hit as your arrow thunks home. Wish I had improved critical for longbows now, but that's okay. Mm. Yep. That brings us to. The monsters. Boo. Hmm. The first one will step up next to Abyss. Lashes out with a full attack. Bites out with a 29. That'll hit. Uh, Follows that up with a 19. Nope. And follows that up with a perfect 20. No. 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 24 to confirm. 24 will not confirm. Yay. I don't know why Ezio decided to interject there. As he's playing Isra. Voice of Isra in the background. I'll I'll boost that for the background to be Isra's attack upset. sound. <laughs> it's done for, you know, for his like handsome and manly looking of a cat as Ezio is. He's got one of the like dinkiest little meows. Uh, regardless, the teeth bite home, striking you for nine points of damage. I will Ow. need fortitude saves. 13, which is a 23. Ezio, why are you so chatty, buddy? Isra's upset that you are getting hit. <laughs> she was told to defend you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so far so good. The claw then strikes slicing across you, dealing eight points of damage. I will need another fortitude save. Ooh, that probably did it. I rolled a four for 14. Ooh, yep. Thanks. You feel... Right every muscle in your body contract into a single cramp which spreads through the entirety of your body in mm. muscle locking pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are paralyzed. Goody. That's not great. Well, it was bound to happen to somebody at some point. I didn't think for a second we were going to get out without somebody getting paralyzed. The other one full attack. This is why you play elves. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if their paralysis works different. Mm. Chomping out at Falto, he will attempt to parry the first strike, although... It's a 33, so it's going to be a hard parry. 
God, he comes close with a 30. Does, does his parry Ooh. get imp, uh, inspired? Yes. It is an attack roll. However, that does not succeed. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> he lashes out, attempting to pull the exact same trick again as the thing just drops down underneath his basket hilt before chomping up and biting onto his forearm. Oh, God, they're learning. <laughs> Falter through gritted teeth. It's just a clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> How can you tell if it's a girl? It's the eyelashes. Mm. <laughs> oh, cartoons. Those are fake eyelashes. Weird. <laughs> it's fake eyelashes and painted nails. Um, this one's been manicured recently. <laughs> Odd. Oh, it's just blood. Never mind. Oh, it's that. Never mind. <laughs> Bites onto Falto for 10 points of damage. And I'll need to make two fortitude saves for the swashbuckler. Ah, oh, jeez. First one is a 24. There she blows. Second one is a 14. As his body locks no up, he stumbles back free. Oh. It then follows up with two claw attacks against the paralyzed hey, hey. swashbuckler. Uh, Pick up someone your own animation speed. I think they got Falto too. Animation speed. <laughs> I don't know. This is what Sagira has to say. He's only going at one frame per second. It's not fair. Right? It's too much lag. It's because there's eight people in this room. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Look, we're just a full party in Final Fantasy XIV, okay? True. <laughs> that paralysis drops his uh, ace, it drops his dexterity down to zero, yeah. which means flat-footed yep. minus five. Yep. Yeah. Which for Falto is still a 17. Okay. Magic. Uh, because for some odd reason, and I've never agreed with this, if you're flat-footed, your shield bonus still applies. So his buckler bonus still applies, even flat-footed. Well, because it's like yeah. strapped on his arm, I guess. Yeah, he had yeah. it up in a defensive position, I guess. Uh, still, right. it does get to claw twice. That's a 31, which will hit the flat-footed Falto. That is a perfect 20, which will hit Ow! Uh, Confirm the critical hit with a 32. Ooh. Uh, Give me another channel round. This is going to be real painful. Sakira, do the thing. I can only do that once around. I haven't gone again. And I'm well, not no, right next to the pool. I, no, I meant kill that man. Oh, well, yeah, that's the plan. It's usually the plan. Yeah, always the plan. Sagira's pretty single-minded. Also, she needs to make sure that Citra's boyfriend doesn't die. It's so uh, that's yes. 41 points of damage to Falto. Oh, dear God. Wow. You cannot even yell out in pain. Cleric! It then rins as it rips <laughs> both claws free. Oh, this is going to be painful. Oh, no. I'm going to have to repair double raised heads. Rending for 15 points of damage. Falto mm. still stands. Okay, good. Bleeding profusely. <laughs> Jean-Louis, we need you over here. From there we go to Robert, who looks back nervously in the direction of, you know, where you can hear all of your worry. <sighs> Stay focused and finish this quickly. Valmir, I believe it was. Valmir nods before Robert chance reaches out, places a hand on his shoulder as he vanishes from sight deal with this. <laughs> he then turns and makes his way back in the direction of his son. Nice. From there we go to Valmir, who is now invisible. Hey. That's good that's for plus. him. He rushes forward, dives to the attack. Stop, stop, stop. Unfortunately, he has to move 10 feet to get there. Wouldn't it be great uh. if he was greater invisible? Mm. If only. That is still a hit as he dives to the fore, leaps ahead. That is a 17, which is a threat with his kukri. Nice. <laughs> Just like dear old dad, eh? 
A perfect 20 will confirm his critical <laughs> hit as he lunges to the attack and dives in with Kukri in hand. If he was like Daryl's dad, he would have sat still for three rounds. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> but still, his dad did like to just pop out of invisibility randomly. It's true. Go, ah, stab. It's true. Oh, kill, steal, and viper. All right, so that's 14 points of regular damage. And that is 32 points of sneak attack damage Excellent. as he wrenches his weapon back free. Excellent. The thing wavers. Probably somewhat to Wolf's surprise, he does not reappear. Yeah, greater mobility. Nice. As Velmir rips his blade back free. Oh, this is going to be easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. That's hilarious. Okay, Sagira, five foot steps and two weapon fights this thing. All right. All right, let's do this. Next to you here, like, uh, you know, gritted teeth. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure Citra's boyfriend doesn't die. I'll be back. How are you doing? <laughs> I roll a 14 for a 38 on that first hit. A 38 will strike your target as your Kopesh whips through the air, slicing towards the creature. Uh, that's going to be 20 points of damage. For some reason, I roll sixes on damage. Just sixes. All right. Second Kopesh swing. Let's just do all the Kopeshes at once. Kopeshery. That's going to be a 30 on the next hit. Sounds good. A 30 will strike your target. Okay. Oh, max damage. Uh, 22 points of damage. Another solid blow. And then some kook reaction. Not one. Mm. Automatic miss. 19, though. That's a crit. That's a threat. Hey. What does that get you total? A 34. Hits, threats, roll to confirm. <laughs> uh, 28 to confirm. 28 will Sounds confirm good. your critical hit as Yay. you whip the Kopesh back around. Nice. Hey. All right, Kukri damage. Here we go. 29 points of damage to that Kukri, and I have upped my defense Ow. because I took two weapon defense. Nice. It is still standing as you wrench your blade back free, nearly eviscerating the creature. That's so wow. nice. Still really hurts it, though. That's a lot of damage. It is badly injured, but Isra. She's going to bite that thing. Yep. It will attempt to claw out as she moves around. It will actually claw this time. And now I probably didn't even need the extra bonus to hit. That's a 32. I mean, yes, that definitely hits her. Yeah, you could acrobatics. Oh, okay. Swish. That's right. I don't roll. I mean, I roll okay. Um, She gets a 19. No. Yeah. It lashes out with one of its claws, striking into the sleek side of the panther for 11 points of damage. I will need a fortitude save from the great cat. She's not just a good cat. She's a great cat. This is not the first time she stood toe-to-toe with some ghouls. I guess it was a gas. <laughs> a ghoul, maybe a gas. In fact, <laughs> that's actually how you first met Ezra. Oh, right. She hates <laughs> these things. Uh, 22. Pushes on, on through the paralysis as nice. she roars in pain before leaping to the attack. She bite. Did she have to? Oh, she had to move, move, I guess. Yes. I really want that full action attack. Through rain, sleet, or snow, or dark of night, Israel will deliver her message of pain to her enemies. <laughs> does she get does she get Robert's inspiration? Getting into the minutiae here. <laughs> we'll see what the fans think about this. It just seems like an unnecessary burden on what Robert is doing. Eh? If the performance has audible components, the targets must be able to hear the bard for the performance to have any effect. And many such performances are language dependent. 
Yeah, but I would say that like su- like suggestion and distraction and things like that would have to be language dependent because yeah. I have to understand. But you. the actual inspire courage, because the fact of the matter that is that means that if if he was playing a violin, yes. But since he's saying words, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that seems weird. like yeah. a weird. Like, and animals pick up on your tone more than anything. So That's I would fair, say yeah. for things like maybe fascinate or distraction, where it's like maybe I need to be able to speak the language of the orcs to fascinate the orcs with an oratory performance. Uh, I would say in this case that it's his it's his tone. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. Twenty six then. So that's how I'm going to roll this. Twenty six will strike her target as she lunges to the attack. Yay! Yeah. Get him. She doesn't roll great damage right now. Everybody's twos and five, or twos are wearing off. We're cursed with the damage dice tonight, guys. Still, favorite enemy in Robert, uh, she gets 14 damage on that thing. Cool. Trip it. Oh, and she's going to try to trip it because that is the thing she does. All right. She doesn't roll great. She rolls a six, which gives her a 17, 21. 21 will not succeed. Yeah. Bummer. I would have been really surprised. Mm. Every dice has a 20. Well, she can roll decently on that. She just had a six on that. <laughs> she just needs to roll decently on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I just long for a 10. Abyss. I'm paralyzed. Yep. Since you are <laughs> paralyzed, you may, at the end of each round after the first, which was that the last round, you may attempt to do fortitude save. see. I roll a 12, Ow. which gets me a 22. Why do you look all pensive? Yeah. Is... What? that right? Hmm. Is what right? Remind me to get into this in the after party. Uh, that does succeed as you shake off the paralysis effect at the end of your turn, stumbling free from it. Hmm. Uh, you are also going to be staggered for your next turn. Yeah. Hey. That is so bizarre. All right. Interesting. I'm curious now. But from we will there we go to way. Falto, who is also paralyzed and will attempt a fortitude save to break free. Leaving you, buddy. It has no mechanical effect. Oh, that is much better. Uh, go 29. To there succeed. Nice. As he lets out a shout, stumbles free. Still in the fight. He lifts up his rapier again. Slightly stuck. From there, we go to Jean Luis Rousseau. Okay, now I can see Falto and I can see Abyss. Who looks more up? I have 33 hit points out of 94. I will say that Falto, just because I don't like stating off exact hit point totals, has a quarter of his health. 33 is a third. Yep, so quarter, quarter is uh, quarter's more important. Jean-Louis just turns around. I turn my back for three seconds. How have you, how have you done this to yourself? <laughs> he comes back over. He didn't do up, it to himself. Comes up to Falto, because of course this is his fault, and slaps a cure critical wounds on him. No, unfortunately, I, uh, I diverted my attention from the one that I was initially fighting to stop the one fighting you. So yes, I, I guess in some weird way I did this to myself. Don't give that guy the satisfaction. Him and his dang robes. I saved you first. Yeah. I cut off the one that was biting you's head. No shit. Biting you's. I like it. <laughs> I don't know what accident is happening, but that's what's happening. 21. Now. So uh, he gets back 30 hit points. Falto jerkily nods his thanks. As a free, it's a free action. He'll call back. Mr. Beast, I'm coming. Just don't die. I explode when I die. So we'll hear it. Don't, don't explode. explode on my cat. <laughs> <laughs> don't explode. I, what? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Think non-combustive thoughts. Chaos crew thinking is like, wait, wait, wait. Don't hurt my thing. Just, I, I figure she what? just kind of uh, looks at Falto and goes, duck. Goose. And she, 
She's going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I will use my surprise strike as well as my rapid shot. Surprise! But the, I, the, it only works on the first. That's a good roll. Balto stumbles into a duck with a flourish. Good job. Sagira Sagir is very familiar with the Caligni exploding when they die. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love <laughs> All it. All right. So I rolled a 17, which gets me a 31. A 31 will hit. To be fair, it wouldn't be Mummy's Mask if people weren't exploding when they died. It's true. It's Sagira's true. got a little PTSD so around exploding people. Everyone that we dies explodes. Theme. I'm going to ask many questions later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so for her first shot, it is... Oh, wait, I did my math wrong. That would have been two less to hit, but it still hits, so it would have been 29. 29 would still hit. Okay. Um, that is uh, 20 points of damage. Nice. Arrow thunking solidly into its throat as it falls. Good, you're dies. a kill stiller. Oh, I could, I could have healed a Abyss instead. Oh, well. Can I five-foot step over and get my second rapid shot? Yeah. Then I shall do that. Please tell and me you kill still three out of four of this, these. That'd be this hilarious. This is the first time I am shooting this one for the day. Can I declare a surprise strike on this one as well? Yep. Okay. Then yep. I shall do that. You just do it. Do it. Okay. Rolled a 13. That is a 25 to hit him. A 25 will strike your target as the bolt sells forward. Shoots just past the uh, now unparalyzed form of Abyss as she stumbles free from the paralysis. I'm sure she's gotten used to the crossbow bolts whizzing by her head. Probably. Yep. <laughs> Flaming crossbow bolts. Yeah. Like tracer That's rounds. Three for Robert. That'd be uh, 24 points of damage. Dang. Ouch. Nice. The last one goes down in a heap as the <laughs> bolt slams into its head. <laughs> Excellent. And it falls yeah. hitting the ground. All of you, I suppose, pausing for a moment, taking a deep breath. Ahead, Sagira, you can see past these sarcophagi down to the end of this chamber, a set of steps descending down into the darkness. From that direction, very distantly, you can hear a howling, almost chanting as the last of these things fall. The dust settles, and we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. That was, that was intense. So I just got wow. in there. Wow. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyrighted 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.